0: I am a believer that your principles are not principles until you have to lose something over them. You believing in something doesn't really matter until you've actually acted on it. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I am currently sitting um, on my bed in Costa Rica here at this beautiful Airbnb. I'm here with a couple of friends. and. It feels like the perfect time to do an episode all about basically summarizing a bit of my career experience so far and tying it together with my experience in and with authenticity and expression because interestingly and very fascinatingly, my Work experience and being in an office culture and working for both a corporate company and a smaller media company has actually really informed the way that I look at authenticity, the way I approach expression, and also a bit of the way I've redefined and sort of broken the rules of what we think is acceptable in terms of expression and being honest, right? In like all these different contexts that sometimes feel like they're a forbidden zone for being your full self. So I thought it'd be great to basically dive deep into that story and share with you guys my experience and what it's been up until the point where exciting news, which I think most of you guys know already, I quit my job and I'm fully on my own now. So that's super freaking exciting. Um, And most excitingly, while we're here this week, I launched a Patreon and it is So effing cool. I am so freaking excited about it. Basically, it's a community that is built upon being curious, open, and thoughtful about the way we discuss all kinds of ideas. Basically, it's the gym membership for your mind. And I'm super pumped to see where it goes. There's already a bunch of you guys inside. And I just, I can't wait to go ham in this space. It's really the the place where I'm going to be sharing a new level of of uninhibited expression where we get to talk about really just culture and society through the lens of spirituality, consciousness, growth, personal development, philosophy, all the things that you guys know and love that I talk about here on the show, but in a way that's a lot more interactive and that isn't, you know, kind of, um, at the mercy of the algorithm and, All those things about social platforms are amazing, but can also be, they can kind of take away from your message in that they don't always allow the full space for something to exist. Like the second you post something on Instagram, it's like irrelevant two seconds later. So the idea is really to have a space that is a full archive of these conversations. There's a Slack channel, and it's gonna be awesome. So I'll definitely link it in the show notes and just check it out, join, and I can't wait to see you guys there. The other update. Is which I touched on is yeah, I left my full time job, guys. I did it. I said bye bye, and really was the perfect, like, kind of stars aligning moment of things just felt right. A lot of it was really an inner thing for me. Like, honestly, starting months ago, I wanted to leave my job. Not even months ago. Okay. I'll just start the story because it really all ties together. So, actually, my first job out of college was. January 2020 at a big corporate media company. This was like an advertising company with branches all over the world. A huge advertising company that basically does um, like marketing and advertising, all sorts of different things. Um, and when I started, you know, I've kind of always known that I wanted to work for myself in the end, but I knew it would be great to work for companies first, right? Just get experience, you know, what everyone says. it's It's true. I think it's good to work for other people first. And, but early on, I really didn't like it. I, I just, it wasn't fulfilling, you know, it's one of those things where like the people are fine, companies fine, sort of, but the work isn't fulfilling, right? I started out as an, uh, associate media planner and for both digital media and, um, like traditional TV media buying. And it was, oh my God, guys, the industry is very archaic. And it was one of those things where you're like a cog in the machine, like upgrading Excel sheets or updating Excel sheets. And it's just not fun. So anyway, early on, I was like, get me the fuck out of here. I need a new job. Like that was me two months in, but I ended up staying about a year and three months, which I'm glad I did because I learned the value of really just working and working hard and showing up even when you don't want to, even when you don't love it. And I think that's a very valuable experience that some people think that they should just skip over in the pursuit of doing what you love, which in the end, I 100% am a supporter of, but I think it's very good to have experiences where you're doing something that you don't necessarily want to do, but you learn the value of, of hard work through that. And tying back to the theme of this episode and talking about just really what expression looks like in the context of the of the professional world this is where i started to learn at this corporate media company a the inner workings of the advertising industry and how political agendas really do seep in like i will tell you guys a few examples of how the corporate world really falls prey to extreme ideologies and narrow mindedness and it seeps into everything that they do it's very interesting And I also started to learn about expression and what it looks like for me to be myself and express myself, say what I want to say and be a conscious communicator. This was really where I started to develop these skills. This was... So this is 2020, right? Two years ago. And they really went hand in hand, this experience of understanding the inner workings of media, the media industry really, and how these companies have such a huge influence on culture and really just how like ideology permeates every every brand and like makes it into the consumer's home. So I think it's interesting to explain in the advertising world. It's really interesting. This is what I witnessed this company did is you guys have definitely heard of like brand safety and how you have all these like digital publishers like Twitter or Facebook or you know, even smaller ones, it's like, um, you know, Condé Nast, like these, they're like digital publishers, right? They do their own content, but they also um, run all sorts of advertising. And sometimes, depending on the brand, they want to have a certain level of brand safety, right? They want to make sure that like the, you know, Nestle's ad doesn't run next to something super controversial, which is totally like the brand's right to do that. That's like totally fair. But what's really interesting is that in 2020, what we saw start to happen that was so fascinating was because we were in the COVID world, we were also having um, you know the BLM movement, Black Lives Matter, really started to take off, and because of you know current events that needed attention, of course, we started to see the world was heating up in terms of ideological warfare, essentially, right? Be it COVID, be it um, equ- uh, you know, race and equality issues, diversion, inclusion, all these things really started to heat up. And what I saw internally at these companies is that they started to create their own metrics that they would apply to a digital publisher and say, if you don't meet these brand safety, these, you know, metrics of these content uh, moderation metrics, then we're not going to recommend you to brands to run their ads on. And this is where I started having all these aha moments where I was like, Oh my God, it's not just, you know, this idea that like politics is so divisive and people can't handle like new ideas, whatever, whatever. It was like, this is, this infiltrates culture because advertising, especially in the West, is such a huge indicator of where public interests and where people's, you know, what people are caring about is. And so we see all the time the way that brands market themselves a lot of times is to align with a certain agenda or ideology. And so, it was so crazy. I sat in this meeting and they were showing us like how they recommend or don't recommend certain digital publishers to brands depending on their like score of this very subjective um, like safety metrics, right? So, one example was if they pub- if the platform isn't doing anything about COVID misinformation, which we of course know today is basically that back then, right in 2020, if experts or anyone who questioned the main COVID narrative ha- was publishing information that didn't go with what the CDC was saying, that was classified as misinformation. And then months later, the thing would be proven correct, right? This is like a you can find this so many examples of how this happened. One was the mask debate, right? If you questioned masks, you were said it was like disinformation, misinformation. you had to get censored or kicked off months later. We figured out, oh, that was true, like the mask didn't work as intended. Just one example, so the point is that 's where we started to see that the the media agencies that act as the middleman are deciding and are being the arbiters of truth, essentially the arbiters of what 's acceptable for. Digital publishers to what content they're allowed to have on the platform. And so this was this huge, you know, indicator to me of, oh, wow, like it's not just these, you know, echo chambers where people are very, very focused on their ideological standing and their label and their identity, be it like political or otherwise. It seeps into what is allowed to happen from a business standpoint and so it actually becomes a legitimate threat to people's let's say like a brand like a digital publisher's income if they're running on the the ad model it becomes a legitimate threat to their revenue stream if they don't do something aka censor the content on their platform that doesn't align with whatever the media agency the advertising world has decided should be allowed so This was a piece where I was starting to connect together how deeply rooted in the West and in the US, let's say, the identity politics and aligning with a certain political agenda, how deep that went and how that influences the whole culture. So the company itself, I started to learn, okay, I don't agree with this. I think this is like kind of crazy that the agency is allowed to act act as like this arbiter of truth, essentially, in this arbiter of like, what do we deem acceptable depending on our own political ideology, right? This wasn't just like, purely fact based. This is like, what do we think is safe for people to consume? And it's such a slippery slope when you get into that, right? That's how you end up censoring things that shouldn't be censored, but they just are because we're on the bandwagon of, you know, taking things down that don't align with whatever narrative, usually being the extreme left liberal one, right? That's what we tend to see. So for me personally, I remember just sort of being like a little bit in shock by that and and also noticing that, okay, this is this is like where the company stands. Like this is their viewpoint. And the ironic part is a lot of these companies are so much about like diversity and inclusion, but it tends to sort of stop at the like thought diversity, diversity of thought, diversity of like ideas piece. Like it tends to be quite surface level, which isn't to say that having, you know, traditional diversity isn't going to result in, you know, many, many layers of diversity, including diversity of thought. It's just to say that it's not always like that. And that oftentimes, when they are sort of playing with the idea of having more diversity of thought, it doesn't make it because they're so tied to the agenda, which has to then inform the business strategy. So for me, I started to say, wow, like, there is a real issue here where the culture and the way that people interact down to the way i was interacting with my teammates is political like those ide- ideas are in the discussions they're fully fully present and that was very very fascinating to me to start to understand okay what do i do if i don't agree with this if i think that this is not you know a fair uh let's say is not the right or it is not the optimal way to allow many ideas to coexist. So I remember experimenting with like voicing concerns or asking questions about like why do we do this or like has leadership ever considered this. This was this is again at the big media company, the big corporate media company I was working at and just feeling like there wasn't a discussion. It wasn't it was just like this is how it is and part of that is because corporate companies have Such a hierarchy, so many people, so many layers happening that those discussions can't really happen easily. And of course, I was like the bottom, you know, quote unquote, bottom employee entry level. Like, you don't necessarily get to feel like you have a voice. Despite that, I remember at the same time really diving deep into exploring what it meant to be truthful. I launched my podcast around that. Uh, same time, this was February of 2020, over two years ago, where I was like, I need a space where I can talk about things. And it was really simultaneously showing me like, there is a need for people within companies themselves and within the culture at large to be able to understand how political identity and agenda seeps into our ability to take on new ideas and literally impacts the incentive for people to express themselves freely or not, right? So as an employee, I started to feel like, well, I don't really fit into the things that this company values, if they feel that they should make up these, these metrics for whether or not to Allow whether or not to recommend a certain digital publisher to a brand based on their ideas of right and wrong. And so I started to feel like I'm not really represented like by this company in terms of their values. And so it became really apparent to me that either A, if you have you have to care enough to sort of like work your way up the ladder where you do have influence, or understand that the place you're working at for some people they're able to separate the values and if it's an, if it's aligned or not but i personally was like i don't want to contribute to this machine that was the big takeaway for me was understanding and basically basically coming to the realization for my my own just like future and what i wanted as a career it was like i don't want to be a part of the movement that is contributing to like this level of censorship to this level of division. And it's coded in like tolerance and equity as it always is. But then it's like you're silencing other people and you're literally taking revenue stream away from people who do agree with, let it, with free speech, essentially, right? To put it simply. So that was a powerful moment for me because I just remember vividly being like, I'm not staying at this company for a long time because I don't want to contribute to a world that doesn't actually value free speech. That's my value, right? And it wasn't like I'm gonna, you know, I didn't complain to the level of trying to take the company down and be like, you guys are so fucked up. How can you do this? Like, yes, I'm complaining about it right now, or I'm critiquing it right now. But the point was, if I want something different, then I'm going to leave and do something different. I'm going to speak with my actions and act accordingly. So I just love looking back at that memory, because it really started to lay the groundwork for how I began to understand culture, how I began to understand individuals, and whether or not they're freely expressing themselves. And so you know, I'm sure anyone listening who maybe works in a corporate job or or knows someone who does or knows those work environments where people stop expressing themselves fully because of the company's ideology. Actually, perfect example I just thought of is a few months ago, we had the whole Joe Rogan controversy and we heard about like Spotify employees being so upset by it that they, you know, were like upset at leadership. Like they basically were pushing for censoring him right and people left the company because they because spotify didn't uh censor rogan right and i actually fully like respect that in the end because it's the same thing it's like if you don't believe if you don't align with how your company is running and you can't necessarily change it from the inside then you would like go and create the world and your vision in a different way right so it's just really kind of interesting like it seems like a double-edged sword for me where because companies, most corporate companies aren't built on having diversity of thought to the extent where they'll like debate out fully what's the best way to run, let's say like to, to tap into culture. But at the same time, it's totally in your power to choose the company that is going to align with those values. So the final point about, Or the final thing I'll share about um, this first job I was in, right? This is, again, recapping the corporate media agency that I worked for. And uh, the other thing I started to notice is how these echo chambers are created within companies, right? So echo chamber essentially starts to happen because for most people you obviously want to excel at your job. You want to get the promotion. You want to like stay at the company, do well, get paid, like perform well. Right. And sometimes that is dependent subjectively on how people on your team are perceiving you. And so perception and approval are really tied into a lot of people's jobs. And there's this really famous quote. I got to pull it up because it's so good. Hold on one second. It's, It is difficult to get a man to understand something when his salary depends upon his not understanding it. Such a perfect quote. To me, I think this probably applies to all sorts of things, but to me, this really speaks to in people's jobs, right? If the company culture is very, very inter, is very, very laden with intense ideology and people agreeing with a certain ideology. Then it might literally affect someone's, um, let's say, just like how their manager views them, how the team views them, and how the company values them overall. If we, if, if them, if this person agreeing on what the company's like ideas are, and I'm talking ideas of like ideology, right? Not like your product ideas. Like that's a different story. This is like, like I was saying in the media agency, it's so tied to culture because we're talking about like mediating what what uh, digital publishers are allowed to say or how much content moderation they're supposed to do. So, it's so good because it's like, people are not going to push themselves to think outside of the box if they feel like their job is literally dependent on it, right? People also cited that quote um, for the vaccine issue when vaccines started to make, when companies started to make vaccines mandatory. And it was like, people's salary was dependent on them getting the vaccine. And so naturally, if a person's salary depends on it, they're not let they're less likely to fully understand the idea. Because if their understanding of the idea breaks down the validity of the idea of the concept, things start to break down overall, right? So This is where I started to notice that these echo chambers develop because the lower level people want to be seen and accepted by the higher level people, naturally, because you want to be promoted, you want to do well, you want to get the projects, all those things, right? So you have this loop of agreement that occurs where the higher level managers are deciding what is okay and what's not. Like I remember sitting in meetings around the election time and people were very, very blatant and like... Kind of gung ho about their political standing and who they were going to vote for. You can guess it was all about voting for Biden. And of course, what I'm saying here is like, it's not that I care, like, I, you can vote where the fuck you want. I don't care, right? It's more how are we approaching the conversations with an understanding or lack thereof, of that there might be different ideas. And there was not an approach that said, hey, maybe there are people here who think differently. Maybe there are people here who haven't decided yet. Maybe we shouldn't exile people who think differently about this certain issue. And so I saw like in meetings in in the team chat like all the time this behavior where there was no sense of understanding that there could be a different way to think about something. And that creates these uh, these echo chambers within a company which think about as those people move up, those are the people who are going to dictate things like Should digital publishers participate in content moderation? And am I as the VP of representing this brand going to recommend Twitter or not to run ads on based on my own ideology, right? So that's where this all starts to tie together and how it's so... Why it's so, so, so important to start to change our perception of what we think is okay to express ourselves in these settings. And that's really... Finally, what I'm getting to, the point here is why I think we should try to challenge a bit more and push what we think is acceptable in terms of dialogue and discussion in these professional settings. And I'm not saying like we need to be crazy and rude, right? Like when I say push the limits of what we think is acceptable, is because what we currently think is acceptable is calibrated to people who are always uncomfortable and can't handle diversity of ideas. Like our culture right now and many, many companies are calibrated and are catering always to the neighborhood vegan. The neighborhood vegan is this analogy where it's like, I I heard this from um, James Lindsay, where he basically explains like, the idea is that there's a neighborhood that gets together, like a neighborhood of families that gets together. And in one family, the young girl like becomes a vegan. And so, they have a cookout and you know, basically they're like, oh, like my daughter's vegan, can you make vegan food? Fine, for the first time, they make a couple of vegan dishes, whatever, they move on. Basically, long story short, what happens is over time, the whole neighborhood becomes vegan because this one chick is so adamant about being vegan and doesn't let anybody else eat the way they want to eat because she's so rooted in her own choice that she has decided that her choice has to be everybody else's, right? So it's the same thing we see happening where, people's perception of what they think is safe or comfortable has become so watered down to a point where people can't handle words that are just a different idea right like this is what happened with covid this is what happens with like ideological warfare essentially is we're pushing the limit way way down to a point where it's like i'm offended because you don't agree with me about fucking chips for a stupid example, right? So that's why what I'm saying is let's change what we think is acceptable because right now it's a really low bar. We have a very, very low tolerance for dialogue and discussion. And it's alarming because this is where you have media agencies and these huge publishers swinging towards one direction, how the entire culture approaches discussion and dialogue and ideas and identity, right? Like people are incapable of hearing a different idea. And it stems in part from the role of brands, advertising companies, people whose salaries are dependent on them agreeing with the ideology. And if they don't, they don't have a place at the company. You can see this pattern developing where it really, really makes the difference to understand how do we start to push the limits of what we think is acceptable in terms of expression and authenticity in the professional world. So the last piece of this, as it relates to the ad world, what I think is very fascinating is advertising and marketing is literally all about perception. Essentially, it's all about perception, right? Which is... Like, that's just how it works. That's just like the nature of it. It's not necessarily good or bad. But the issue is it's the type of, it's the nature of it. And and that can get messy when gone unchecked because of how much perception and approval can swing us into the side of things where we're saying things and agreeing with things and acting in certain ways because we think people will like it, because we think it's the right thing to do. Not because it actually is right, not because it actually makes sense, because we've been told this is how you do things, right? This is like the typical what I perceived as woke culture in LA, which I, I talked about in this essay of, of when I left LA of what like how I was basically sick of like this woke culture of people just trying to be good people because they think that someone's going to like them for it, or they're going to get a freaking award for it or something. Instead of actually like doing the critical thinking work to arrive at a unique perspective that isn't just tied to, is this acceptable to other people? And so what's interesting is in the advertising world for brands, right? They're obviously thinking about the perception. They're thinking about like, they want consumers to like their brand so that they buy their things. That's fine. That's like how you make money, right? But interestingly, because we've tied it and because we have a culture that is so obsessed with Political agendas and and identity and all of these basically obsessed with ideology and whether you agree with it or not and what tribe you fall into perception is very much tied to the agendas and that's how I think this all sort of like water like trickles into you know individual contributors at companies, companies overall families culture school all the things so the next part of my career story was that I uh, like I said, was dying to leave this company, and again, also I should say, like this is. I hope it doesn't come across as I'm just like bad mouthing the like places I've worked for. That's like not the case at all. I actually very, very, very much value wholeheartedly a my experience there, b the people there, and c all of the stuff that I've learned is from this. Like I'm honestly really grateful for it. And I find it fascinating, and I wouldn't have the understanding I do now of Communication, expression, authenticity, like all of these interests that I'm becoming very adept at, like I wouldn't have developed these if it weren't for these experiences or these companies. So in no way am I like, fuck these people, they suck. Like I'm, you know, I'll talk shit every once in a while, but like that's not the energy that I'm trying to bring here. So um, I didn't like this job, right? It wasn't fulfilling for me. So I left and ended up uh, manifesting great manifestation story, one of my biggest manifestations, I really wanted to get out of my job, it was not fulfilling at all. And so I switched to a smaller media company, essentially like a like a YouTube channel. Um, and it was really cool, because this company was much more built on the idea of like, valuing diversity of all kinds, right? Of course, like typical diversity, which is a fantastic thing to have, but also a bit of I guess what you'd call like intellectual diversity or like diversity of thought, diversity of ideas. And I felt going into it like, wow, I'm going to be very valued for the, you know, the, the different, uh, let's say just like the different ideas and concepts and approaches to, um, how we look at the world and how we look at reality that I can bring to this company. Right. So that was really special because it started the journey off for me of like, oh, wow, like, because this company is built on understanding and, and really just like seeing the human and other people, they were much better set up for like success in that way of having room for people to express themselves. And so, what was really beautiful is over the course of this experience, which I'll get uh, into a little deeper in a second, was really that I learned for real how you can push the limits of what you think is acceptable in terms of expression. And I learned how to speak up about things that were really important to me, but how to also understand that like people don't need to meet me there. They don't need to take on my ideas. They don't need to care as much as I care about whatever issue. And that really showed me what it looks like to gain a reputation for integrity that then when people you know, are telling you what they like about you or like basically comes to the end of it and you learn however, you, want. you know, people are saying goodbye and they say nice things, that they actually are saying things that are aligned with who you really are, not just like the person you've, the, the persona you've taken on in the context of this job. So, um, this was in April of 2021. So, a, bit, a little bit over a year ago. And the, at this time, Basically, one of the biggest experiences that I had in terms of expression and telling the truth at this, this work experience had mainly to do with COVID because at that time, um, vaccines were rolling out. A lot of you know mandates were still in place. A lot of companies were then also deciding whether or not they were going to require the vaccine for employees, right? So, early on, I was like, Oh, God, like we're really going into this right away because I was confronted with having to tell, you know, people, like, I guess what my personal decision was about getting the vaccine or not, which I'm sure you guys have gathered at this point that I didn't get it for my reasons, which I don't have to provide. No one has to provide. But the point is, I really started to see early on, I was like, oh, I, this is the place where I got to. I need to choose to tell the truth. And I remember choosing that early on. I was like, this is going to be uncomfortable. This is going to be difficult. And I don't know yet what's going to happen. I remember being like, I don't know if this means I'm going to leave in two months or if I'm going to make it to a year. And what ended up happening was actually quite amazing. I had an experience where I really like shocked myself in the best way of how truthful and honest I could be. In the context of a professional job, in the context of career, and basically a few of the experience experiences was that I was confronted with having to. I've actually shared about this before on the app on the episode with Alec Zek, um, where I shared about like requirements in office for the job or er, for for the company, and that I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, this is I don't. This doesn't make any sense. This is against my own values. This doesn't actually like. Hold water in terms of like logic and reasoning. And this was early, early on, like in my first few months of being there. And I just remember being like, I'm making the choice to be honest and authentic to myself. And I'm willing to take the consequence of this. Because, think about a lot of people in the face of this decision either lied about their VAC status to keep their job or to go into the office. Um, or got it because got the vaccine because they wanted to be able to be in office. That's fine. You make your decisions however you want, right? I am a believer that your principles are not principles until you have to lose something over them. And I think that's a quote from someone. So don't quote me on that. Like, don't attribute me to that quote. But the point is, you believing in something doesn't really matter until you've actually acted on it, right? So for me, I was like, I don't, I'm a believer in health freedom. I support the individual's ability to choose what happens to their body, the drugs that they take or do not take. I believe in body sovereignty, period, the end. And I also believe in being truthful and being authentic and being honest. And so I had to be like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend to get tested, you know, just to be able to go into the office. I was like, I don't want to do this. This doesn't align for me i don't think this makes sense i think it's ridiculous what happens now and i was like these are all things i said two people's faces right and i was like i will go down with the ship because if me being true to myself means that i have to lose a job then so be it because if i start to play with the idea that i'm gonna pretend i'm gonna lie here and there that's not a really that's not a truthful existence to me My integrity is reliant upon me being truthful in as many contexts as possible, even if it's inconvenient, even if it's uncomfortable, right? There are extremes. Fine. Totally okay. Like I get that there are certain extremes and not everyone supposedly has the freedom to do that. I think we could argue about that probably because a lot of our perceptions of like, if we can or can't do something is just a perception of a limit in our mind. Yes, it would be difficult. I'm not saying it's not hard. I'm not saying people didn't face very, very difficult decisions about their livelihood and providing for the family. Those are very real. But this is, you know, back to my experience about how this ties into authenticity in the workplace. So the point is, I chose to confront the discomfort and the potential consequences of being real about this issue, right? So... It was really a beautiful experience in the end because I started to see what really happens. And one of the things that happens is, first of all, the period of discomfort, I think, is actually shorter and less painful than the prolonged discomfort and the misalignment that comes from not being authentic, right? I faced the level of discomfort for a certain period of time. And then at some point, I started to be like, wow, it feels fucking good to be real and honest and to say what the fuck is on my mind and be truthful and conscious in my communication to whoever it is. And it started to like, on. I think it really just was like a higher vibration for me. I was like, wow, this is what's possible. I can actually come up with a way to express myself mindfully in a way that understands that not everyone's going to meet me halfway or you know the whole way or even halfway and that it is still powerful to do that for me so the other thing that happened was basically i started to learn i would i became like pretty outspoken about my uh let's say disagreement with the like policies in place right so general mandates about like requiring the vaccine, requiring the masks, et cetera, et cetera, uh, or like requiring to test people. And I became pretty outspoken about um all those things and I would write to <laughs> I'm laughing because it's like I yeah, I, I wanna fully tell this story because I think it's just very interesting and um I feel like I feel whatever, let me finish the story. Okay. This is what happens when I solo podcast and I like get in my own head about the counter arguments. Um Or like what people will think. (laughs) Haha, funny. Okay. So basically, I was like, I want to figure out a way to express how I really think, but to to not expect anything in return. And this was really hard. This was the piece where I was starting to really gain an understanding actually for like people from, let's say, the other side of the fence and how passionate they were Like how passionate someone might be about an issue and they raise it to their company and the company doesn't do anything and people get outraged, right? I was like, oh, now I get it. (laughs) Like now I understand what it's like to vehemently disagree with how something is going, voice the concern and have the temptation to take it personally and to be upset about it and to like throw a hissy fit essentially, right? But I started to see, I was like, I don't... My... Truthful expression of something is not hindered by someone agreeing with it or not. Like the act of it itself is what matters. And after that, based on my personal values, essentially, I was like, I'm not going to force anyone to agree with this because that's against the whole point. Like, if I were to be like, you know, you guys have to do what I say, then I'm imposing upon their free will. And that's against the whole point. The whole point is you should be able to express yourself and to live in a way that is free to you, for you, and no one else should have a say on that. Of course, you can argue and be like, well, the people who wanted mandates are literally telling you what to do with your body, whereas you're like, if you don't agree, it's it's fine. And that's kind of also the point is to be like, I'm not going to do anything or punish you because of your difference in opinion. So it was a huge lesson in understanding and really also just continuing to see the like, goodness and humanity in the people who didn't agree with it or the people who just weren't meeting me with what I was saying. And I'm really thankful for that experience because I just started to see like, wow, you know, most people, if not all, I'll say most, because Absolute statements are not good. Most people are doing the best they can with information that they have, and most people want to feel safe and heard, and they want to be responsible, and they want to be a good person. And th- most things are not personal, right? Like even let's say this company trying to impose this mandate on me wasn't necessarily personal. It was like a compounding effect of a lot of other issues going on, like the COVID era itself is so fucking complicated in terms of why people decided to impose certain mandates or not right so point was i held so much empathy for this for people who didn't agree with me i was like honestly respect like i all i ask is that i'm able to express myself and that you like listen you know maybe like just see what i have to say but in the end i can't force anyone to walk the same path i can't force anyone to see what i'm seeing or to agree with me. That's just not how it works. And I felt really just grounded by that experience and seeing what would happen when I chose to be honest and tell the truth, despite not getting the outcome that I wanted. And it was really important for that to happen because I started to understand just in general, how people become so essentially how they come like become activists for whatever they believe in and how it can really easily slip into like, how dare you not see this? How come you can't agree with me? Like, why aren't you changing what you're doing based on what I just told you? And it was like, oh, that's not how it works. Like, it's not fair to impose your thoughts and your ideas on other people or else are you really like respecting people's free will? Are you really someone who's just you know, a a supporter of free choice and of respecting people's individuality, if you're going to impose your thoughts on them, then like, that's not, you're you're not really those things, right? So that was the lesson there. And it was just really powerful for me to experience that, you know, sending the emails, being on the phone call, expressing myself fully, and then seeing that, You know, nothing necessarily had to change in my favor, but it was still worth it. It was still important because the person that was most affected was me. My heart, my soul knew how fucking important it was for me to say and be real with myself, be real with myself and with other people. And the other amazing outcome that I didn't expect is that I ended up having some incredible friendships come out of the experience where I was able to talk really openly with some coworkers, and now that are like best friends today, right? Like people, you know, that I talk to weekly. And that came from pushing past the discomfort of saying the thing of like, being like, really honest, right? Being emotional about it. I think a lot of people are really scared to like show emotion at work, which I get, I think to a certain extent, like you shouldn't probably cry like every day I'll I'll see if you have like shit going on like get that sorted out (laughs) but I think most people are afraid to show a certain level of emotion of how they feel about something and there's ways to consciously do that right it was basically just like oh I like can tell people how I'm really feeling and that that actually can bring us closer together like that was the big thing was saying the unpopular opinion or saying how I really thought about Something, whether it was having to do with COVID management or had to do completely unrelated, really just started to develop uh, a relationship with a coworker where I was like, wow, we're getting really close because we can talk about these things and we don't have to agree with it. Right. And like we ended up seeing that we actually just have similar values and we don't need to be eye to eye on everything. And that was so, so magical to experience and to just see how life shifts when you become that. Authentic when you choose integrity in that way, it's really, really powerful. And so, really, what I want to ask all of us is to just think about how do we change the norm and allow for more diversity of thought in the corporate world and in you know professional careers. How can we take this question and sort of just ask ourselves in what ways, in what environments, are we catering to the least comfortable people? when it's not actually in everyone's best interest? Or when are we pretending to be something that we're not just because we think our you know work approval depends on it? And if it does, why are we at this place? Why are you at this company? Why are you putting your time and energy into a place or into people that only love you if you agree with what they say, right? Like that's um, that's like, in essence... What this is about is like, you know, things start to shift when we make the choices to say, I am going to either not align myself with the places that don't respect diversity of thought and diversity of like, just real, real, true, multi-layered diversity, or I'm going to like, see what happens when I do express myself fully and when I do practice living in integrity. And I'm willing to take on those consequences because I know that acting from that place of alignment is what will end up transforming my own life and the people around me. New friendships, better coworkers, maybe you change your company culture because into being a more open and loving one because of your commitment to being in integrity, right? So that's what I think is really fascinating to think about and what I experienced personally was, you know, I saw the little shifts and it's like You never know who you can inspire to be more authentic, to be more real. Like, I remember having coworkers tell me, like, wow, like, I, you know, I really admire your sense of truth. And like, I want to work on being more honest. I want to work on being more open minded or whatever it is. And I was like, damn, like, that's the domino effect of where it starts. And so you never know what can happen, you know, in a positive sense. When you choose to push that limit of what you think is acceptable in terms of honest expression, again, be mindful, be considerate. Like this is not about imposing your ideas on other people. Absolutely not. Like that's not my thing. I don't like I, when I say all this, it's about, this is my f-ing to be trademarked term, <laughs> conscious expression. It is mindful. It is considerate of other people. It understands that authenticity does not happen in a silo, even though it's very important for your sense of self. It does not happen alone. It is a ripple effect of a vibration of a certain energy, right? So the point is, see what you can do there. Where are you holding back in ways that you think might actually liberate yourself and other people if you started to be more honest about it? If fucked up shit is happening at your job and you want to speak up about it, speak up about it. Send an email, write it, let yourself cool off, proofread it, attach some articles, I support that, you know, be conscious about it. But then don't expect anybody to meet you there. I know it sounds like bad and shitty, but that I think is kind of the more powerful thing about it is putting these things out there, but not expecting anybody to agree with you. And that that is actually the whole point, And that that is the practice. It's saying, I just want to be respected and heard for what I have to say. And I respect you. And that's it. That's kind of the whole point, right? So that's the story. That's um my experience really with work life and being authentic in the professional setting and for me it has really set me up now that I'm off on my own to be at a level of expression that I'm continuing to push the limits on and seeing what I can do because seeing the positive outcomes, the learning outcomes, the opportunities that came from being so just in my integrity, uh, while I worked for other people was really, really powerful. And, you know, today I'm seeing like the ripple effect, the positive ripple effect of that. And it's really just an inspiring moment to, to say to you as well, listening, like, just take a survey and see where you can do more of that and where you can choose to be more loving and, and understanding of, of the reverse, right? When people don't see what you have, don't agree with you or don't see out of eye or when you know some organization that you're a part of is you know acting in ways that's out of alignment for you even holding empathy and understanding for those people anyway like still holding respect for those people like that's really powerful to still choose to love and accept them as they are even though you don't agree that's really what it's about so that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. This was a joy to record and I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Please, please, please if you enjoyed the episode, share it with a friend. Share it while you listen While you listened on um, Instagram and give it a rating. Give it a rating on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. If you can leave a written review, that would be extra amazing. And don't forget to check out the Patreon, guys. I'm really, really excited about it. There's a few different membership tiers that you can get in on and um yeah, guys, I'm just really, really grateful for all of you, for all you listeners, anyone watching. Thank you for being here and uh, bless, bless your souls. <laughs> God bless. Okay. I'll see you guys on the flip side. Bye.